What's up, Cincy Sports fans? I'm your host, Jack, joined by my co-host, Ben, and welcome to the first episode of the Cincy Sports Podcast. We will discuss the Bengals' Week 3 win versus Steelers, what's next for the Reds and their offseason needs. Let's get right into it. The Cincinnati Bengals select Joe Burrow. Stevenson to right field, the Reds win! Juju Smith-Schuster is blown up! India. First pitch swinging, he crushes it! Deep left field! What's up, guys? I'm Jack. I primarily run the CSPYT channel and Instagram account, so I've been doing that. If you guys are wondering who was running those, and I have also um, been a Reds and Bengals fan for pretty much my whole life, so I'm really excited to start uh, doing this like Cincy Sports like social media brand. Uh, hi everyone, I'm Ben, and I'm the co-host of this podcast, and I'm a huge Cincinnati sports fan. Um, I run the Twitter on uh, Cincy Sports, and I've been friends with Jack for a while now, and we like talking together about Cincinnati sports, Reds, and Bengals. So let's get into our first topic, the Bengals Week 3 win versus Steelers. Uh, Great I think game. all you guys saw it, yep, definitely. Um... It's unfortunate that T. Higgins uh, was got injured week two, or I guess he was like, wasn't he like dehydrated? I'm not sure. I remember he had that fumble in the Chicago game. I don't know if yeah, he like, came back in after that. Yeah, I think it was dehydration. I might have turned into a, another injury. I'm not sure. Yeah, but that uh, either way, that was a great game. Jamar Chase, two touchdowns. Um, that that yeah. one of the the before the halftime that was. I was insane. Amazing. I was not expecting that. Yeah. So what were some good sides from that game? Um. Well, like I just said, Jamar Chase, that was, you know, he's definitely not dropping uh, the ball yeah. like he, people said he would. Um, yeah. And Joe Burrow, he didn't throw three three straight interceptions. That's definitely a, a huge improvement from week two. Yeah, the offensive line uh, – Joe Burrow was not sacked once in that game, and the Steelers at the time had an NFL record for most consecutive games with a sack, so that was uh, stopped. I think that's extremely impressive yeah. because we know that the offensive line isn't a strong suit for the Bengals. Yeah, I, when I saw that sack come up, like they haven't allowed like a, a sack in 25 games, I was just nervous they were going to like let one in in like the yeah. final five minutes because yeah. that's about when they showed it. But they didn't. They held it up, so that was really good. And then the defense, they made some great plays. I think for most sure. notably the Logan Wilson interception. And I think the first quarter where he, like, died for the ball and got it. Yeah, was, that was big because uh, I think Joe Burrow just threw an interception prior to that. And you were like, oh, well, Steelers going to score. You know, yeah. this going to be – Bengals are going to lose. And then he intercepted that. And that was really a big turning point. And Bengals ended up winning yeah. after that. And now he leads the league in uh, interceptions with uh, uh, two that game, so three total. Yeah, he's um, been really good. I, did he have any sacks? I... Um, well, I know he does lead the league in uh, tackles with 30. I don't think he had any yeah. sacks, though. Yeah. I remember just ty- uh, Hendrickson, he, he had uh, two that game. Yeah, Wilson, I mean, he's been really impressive. Just everywhere on the field, making big plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, Jackson Carmen in his offensive line debut, he had a good game. Yeah, didn't 
I mean, it's just even more impressive that they didn't allow any sacks. I mean, that's his debut, just drafted. Um, definitely a good sign for the Bengals there. They got a good uh, offensive lineman in Jackson Carmen now. Yeah, if their offensive line can stay healthy and just keep playing um, like they did against the Steelers, I think the Bengals could be really good because it will just allow Joe Burrow to stay healthy and make good passes. Yeah, and one thing uh, that I wanted to say that I didn't add to this was um, Eli Apple, he's actually been really bad. And I think yeah. we should try to get someone else for him. Mm-hmm. Um. Because he's had some pretty big... I remember in the Bears game, he had a really big uh, um, pass interference call on him. Yeah, that kind I of. That. Yeah, and that was a big, uh, a really bad penalty for the Bengals. How was he acquired in the first place? Was it a free agent signing? Uh, it was a... I, th- I believe it was a trade. I, okay. I think it was a trade with the Giants. Maybe. Yeah, I, I think the Giants drafted him first round. But yeah, he definitely hasn't uh, played that well for the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Something to keep an eye out. Um, See, so obviously it was a, a great game against the Steelers. Were there any um, notable bad things to you that you think the Bengals could improve on? Um, honestly, not really. I think they did everything as best they could there. Um, I mean, I don't know anything else they could have done like better. Yeah, um... I think they played a really complete game. I mean, the Steelers, you know, Ben Roethlisberger did not play well, and I think a lot of that was because of the uh, good defense. Uh, mm-hmm. And Joe Burrow made some great passes. Jamar Chase. Joe Mixon had a couple of good runs. Um, it's really overall a, a positive game. Bengals mm-hmm. just got to keep keep building off yeah. it. Huge, huge uh, Thursday night football game. What are your uh, predictions for that? I mean, if we can beat the Steelers, I think we can beat the Jaguars. Even though Steelers yeah, are Jaguars beat up. are 0 and 3. Uh, but it, it will be a huge game, um, considering that you know Trevor Lawrence on the Jaguars, it would just be, you know, like mm-hmm. the college football final matchup. Yeah. Or rematch. So yeah, that, that'll be cool. Yeah, that that's gonna be fun. Thursday night football home game. I'm sure, that's gonna be packed. Uh, I mean, I think the Bengals will will go out with a big win uh show off hmm. i mean especially at home you know the fans have been crazy i remember yeah. week one they were they filled the stadium yeah, yeah a lot of a lot of Bengals fans are hyped about that one and i'm, I'm sure the team is too i think they'll they'll go out play well get it done yeah great opportunity to go three and one on the season mm-hmm. okay right. so uh yeah did you have anything to add no all right. Uh, moving on, we're going to talk about the Reds here. They are currently five and a half games out of a playoff spot. They're getting ready to start a two-game series against the White Sox. And if you didn't already know, the Reds will need to win all five of their remaining games, and the Cardinals will need to lose all six in order for the Reds to have a shot at the playoffs. So and that's obviously just a tie, right? Yeah, that would be the tie. So if they that did end up happening, obviously extremely small chance. But if that did happen, the Reds would play a game at home against the Cardinals, and then whoever wins that would go on to play the wild card. Yeah. So what do you think would 
be more likely? Do you think it's more likely for the Reds to win these next five games or for the Cardinals to lose their next six? Um, I think the Reds will definitely be able to win their next five games. The White Sox will be a little a little tricky, but I think they can definitely pull that off. But I mean, I can I could see the Cardinals maybe losing like three because you know they just you like a twenty game like winning streak is just impossible. I, I don't. I think that'd probably be a record or something. But yeah. I, I can mean, see them I, going on, like, a losing stretch and then, like, the Reds okay. winning out, but I don't think they will lose all five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and e- even if the Reds win out and the Cardinals go one and five, you know, one win, mm-hmm. five losses, Reds would still be out. So the yeah. chances are really small. But today the uh, Cardinals will play the Brewers in a three-game series. Brandon Woodruff with a 2.52 ERA starting for the Brewers and – the Cardinals ace, Adam Wainwright, will counter. Uh, so that'll be a, a big series to watch if you're a Reds fan. Um, so it should be, should be fun. Mm-hmm. Well, a few days ago, Tyler Stevenson came off the I.L., which was huge for the Reds. Um, for sure. I think that was kind of one of, one of the reasons they started doing better, mm-hmm. winning against the, uh, their last three against the Nationals and then uh, winning uh, yesterday against the Pirates. Yeah, he's he's big. Uh, he's starting at first base tonight, and with the designated hitter being in play, Joey Votto will DH. So that's that's great to get him in the lineup. He's mm-hmm. going to be a big part of the Reds' future. I think Tucker Barnhart will probably uh, go to a different team next year. The Reds actually have a team option on him. That means that. Uh, if they want to, they can keep him and continue to pay his contract, or uh, they can, I guess, make him a free agent. Uh, we'll see how that turns out. Barnhart's obviously a good player, but I think Stevenson is the right guy moving forward. I mean, I feel like you need two catchers, though. And, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just because obviously Tyler Stevenson can't just play, like, oh, 162 games. Yeah, you catcher. always have a catcher. Yeah, I mean – I think Barnhart, they are paying him quite a lot. I, I think they could probably get a, a real solid backup catcher in free agency uh, that would be less expensive. If they're able to do that, you know, I would say let Tucker Barnhart walk, go to a different team. But if not, I mean, Barnhart's a great player. Yeah. I mean, if we can keep him, I think that'd be good. But I think definitely a lot of, uh, a lot of thing a lot of, like, Tyler Stevenson getting more playing time, that's on a lot of Reds fans' minds. And mm-hmm. I kind of am interested to see what they do with that in 2022, if, you know, they let them play a lot more. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah, uh, I- MLB considering, like, a universal DH again, like they did in mm-hmm. 2020. Um, that's definitely something to watch out for, because I think yeah. they'll put Tyler Stevenson on the DH or Joey Votto. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, w- I would say Joey Votto would be a good DH now that he's getting older really just focus on hitting uh mm-hmm. what what are your some what are some of your priorities for the reds offseason i know signing keeping nick cassianis would be yeah. hopefully the their biggest priority what other additions do you think the reds should uh look into i think they'll definitely need to consider third base um suarez could do well but could not do well you know kind of all depends yeah. if he might get injured in his pool again Mm. Uh, this offseason, so it's uh, yeah. Suarez has been really, really good for the Reds uh, in September. 
uh, hopefully can continue that in the next year, but you don't know for sure. I think it, it would be a good, good addition to add an infielder that can play third in case Juarez has a, a bad year, uh, like a backup, you know, someone not that expensive. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A center field, I also think, would be something to look at. Yeah. T- Naquin, you know, he's a good player. They'll, they'll keep him for next year. Friedel obviously played well, but, you know, I'm not sure if he's ready to be that everyday yeah. center fielder. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hopefully the they bull- can get someone to, like, like pick up Mike Moustakis' contract because I think yeah. if they're going to get a backup third baseman, like we said earlier, they definitely need to get rid of uh, – Moose, and that's just, you know, with his contract, I don't know if anyone will pick it up. Yeah, Moustakis, he's just, it was a bad signing. They're paying him way, way too much money. So he has to go. He's been doing nothing but take up money. And if they're going to keep Cassianos, they have got to trade Moustakis. It's just been, it's, it's been really tough. Yeah. I don't know why they signed him in the first place. I guess. I think they signed him to play second, but now India is going to be a yeah. stud. So. I mean, Frito could be like India. You know, India mm-hmm. quickly turned into that everyday player for second base. Yeah. So, but I think Naquin is better than Frito. Uh, yeah, Fri- Frito's been been good. I mean, it seems like he gets a hit all the time. Yeah. Uh, so starting pitching, we saw um, San Marine make his pitching debut for the Reds yesterday. He pitched pretty well. I think it was five and two-thirds innings, one run. So do you do you think he'll be a part of the future as a bullpen arm or maybe a starter? Um, I'm hoping that he can be a bullpen arm just because we already have, like, four or five starters. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Gutierrez, Castillo, Miley, Gray, Mally, that's just, like, a good five, and I don't think they need to get rid of um, any of those or add any more starters. Yeah, San Marine has a lot of potential. In the minors, he was both a bullpen arm and a starter, so he could definitely pitch out of the bullpen. Uh, it'll be exciting to watch him develop. And today, in just about 45 minutes, Riley O'Brien will make his MLB debut as the starting pitcher for the Reds. Do you think he'll uh, have any potential or he could stick around? Um, I don't think he'll stick around. I think this is just for Castillo. If he does really well, maybe he'll stick around, but um, yeah. you know, it could be a good idea to start some minor league players instead of like our starters in case of some kind of injury, even though it is close to the offseason. Yeah. Um, well, I guess there still is a chance. So, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, not yeah. over yet. If they yeah. lose a game, though, they would be eliminated. Mm-hmm. So if they lose today, yeah. their mm-hmm. season is over. Uh, Riley O'Brien, if you didn't know, is replacing Luis Casillo. He was placed on the family emergency list, so hopefully he's okay. He's scheduled to start Friday, so hopefully he'll be back in that time. Uh, O'Brien, he throws a fastball, changeup, slider, and curveball, so pretty average there. He has a 4.5 ERA in AAA. Obviously, that's not great, but... He's been off and on. Uh, he's had a couple good months and then some bad months. So hopefully he'll be on today and mm-hmm. pitch him quality innings. Yeah, and if he can pitch well for the Reds, um, I still if he pitches super well, there's a chance he can stay up. But I doubt he will. They'll probably send him back to the minor leagues yeah. once Castillo returns. 
just because, you know, we already have five stars, like I mentioned. And I think he could play a big role later um, in the Reds, you know what I mean, in like five years or so. But yeah. Yeah, he's still young. If you didn't know, the Reds acquired him last year in a trade for Cody Reed. Uh, they traded Cody Reed to the Rays, received Riley O'Brien in exchange. Um, so, Nick Castellanos, do you think he'll be back? Uh, I I would really like to think he, that he'll be back, but honestly, right now, I'm unsure. Um, it seems like he wants to stay, but, mm-hmm. you know, with our... You know, with Bob Castellini at, you know, you know, you know how cheap he is. He's just, I wouldn't be surprised if he left. Yeah, Castellanos said, I think in a a post-game interview after he hit the walk-off home run, he made a couple comments that hinted that he enjoyed staying in Cincinnati. And he just likes the, uh, the idea of just carrying Cincinnati uh, on his shoulders. So hopefully he'll... He'll stay. I mean, he's he's got so much. You know, he's in his prime right now, so it'll be expensive. Hopefully, they'll they'll sign him to a multi-year deal. Um, and, yeah. And like that should be deal? the. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, that should be the the biggest focus for the the Reds in the off season. I'm thinking he's really good friends with uh, India, right? I mean, I've seen them a yeah. lot. You know, on on the broadcast and everything, like talking. So I think they are um, pretty good friends. So I'd like to imagine that would play a role in if he stays or if he uh, leaves. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just a, a social media post, something that's interesting. If the Cardinals had gone 10-6 and six instead of winning all of their last 16 games, and to be clear, 10-6 and six would have been well above their season average. You know, They've been a mediocre team. Reds will be mm-hmm. ahead of them for the second wild card spot. So what that, that shows to me is that, you know, you would say that the Reds haven't been playing good in September, you know, losing series to bad teams. But, you know, really, if the Cardinals would have just played average or slightly better than average, 10-6, and six, Reds would be in that playoff spot. Yeah. So it's just crazy. The Cardinals, their starting rotation just is not very good. And they've been mediocre offensively. Uh, this whole year, so it's just a, a crazy thing. I mean, if if the Reds miss the playoffs, you know, I, I'm gonna root for the Cardinals to exit right away, and then hopefully they'll get blown out, mm-hmm. and then you'll say, well, if the Reds made the wild card, they would have gotten blown out too. Yeah. I mean, I guess it was just more the Cardinals uh, winning 16 games in a row, yeah. which is insane. I mean, if you can win 16 games in a row then I guess you deserve the wild card spot. I really hate to say that, but, I mean, 16 yeah. games in a row, that's just... Yeah, they, I've been seeing on, on social media, there's a hashtag, Cardinals Devil Magic. Just uh, the magic to go on this crazy run with a mediocre team, bad bullpen, bad starting mm-hmm. rotation. It, it's crazy. Yeah. And they're they're due for a losing streak. I mean, if they lose six in a row here to the the Brewers and Cardinals, that would just be insane. due for a losing streak. I mean, uh, I mean, well, something, I don't know. something kind of skipped over. Uh, David Bell was signed for two more years through 2023. So you think this is a good move or a bad move? I think, you know, a lot a lot of Reds fans will 
not be a fan of it, but I, I think it's a good move. I think he's the right guy moving forward. The Reds have outperformed this year uh, from when they were projected at the beginning of the year. It, it was an under 500 record. He's overcome a lot this year, you know, with the, the terrible bullpen uh, that Bob Castellini mm-hmm. gave the team. Uh, Luis Castillo not pitching good. Um, and quite a few others. He's overcome a lot, and I, I think he's been underappreciated. You know, not every manager can be perfect. You know, obviously there's been some questionable decisions with the 100%. bullpen. Yeah. But, you know, you don't know. Uh, we don't know why he made that decision. You know, maybe a certain player was unavailable. So, you know, I wouldn't judge him just for little small decisions that he made, but for the big picture and for the big picture, you know, even if the Reds missed the playoffs, they had a good year and they outperformed for sure, yeah. overcame a lot. I think the players like him as well. So that's definitely a huge yeah. factor when deciding managers. Definitely. So um, the Reds just played their home finale. Uh Mm. Kind of sad. Season's yeah. coming to a close, but they did win 13 to one, which is what it's a lot of people game. expected them to do. Uh, their first year is against the the Pirates a few a few weeks ago. Um, mm. Yeah, that was a great win. You know, everyone involved, everyone making contributions, and that's exactly what you won the last game of the yeah. season. I, yeah, everyone got a chance to play. Um, Dari Moretta closed that. Close that game out, a uh, bullpen arm that the Reds recently called up. Uh, Castellanos, India, Schrock, Votto. Everyone making an impact. Pitching was Mm -hmm. great. San Marine. You couldn't have asked for a better home opener. I mean, home closer, sorry. So what do you think, or who do you think the Reds could sign this offseason? Because I know there's a lot of, like, debate about, you know, the, what they're going to do there in the offseason, I think who they're going to sign is definitely a big part because they obviously they need some some like position they need to work on. Yeah, I, I think they'll they'll have a good offseason. I think they'll sign that one big player, you know, that that will make a big difference. You know, like when they signed Castellanos in 2019, a player like that. Um, Carlos Correa is a free agent. Uh, that's unlikely. But he's a shortstop, and if the team thinks that they need a shortstop, I guess he would probably be the best option, but it, it would be expensive. Um, yeah. Kyle Farmer is, I think, yeah. he, if, he can, if, if we can sign him for like three years, I mean, that's mm. that'd be huge. That's He's pretty good, and he's been really, he did really good this year, especially in, uh, yeah. in July. Yeah, I mean, he's underrated. A lot of people think he's no good, but he really has stepped up and you know, even if he's Kyle Farmer, he's been a, a good player. And Jose Barrero, too, has a ton of potential. <clears throat> One of the highest rated prospects in all of baseball. So, you know, if Kyle Farmer has a, a down year in uh, 2022, I think you should expect Barrero to play really well. Yeah. Um, Some trade ideas. Ketel Marte is a center fielder for the Dimebacks. I think he would be a good option. Um, he isn't a free agent until 2023, but I do think uh, the Dimebacks would maybe look to trade him. Uh, you know, I, I think he would be a great 
uh, acquisition. He can play shortstop, second base, and center mm-hmm. field. So, really, those are the – he could fill some holes. Um, a player that jumps out to me, but not sure if that would be possible. Uh, yeah, I think um, just like I think one thing they could definitely do during the offseason is just get rid of Brad Brock. You know, he's mm. had he was good for like a month or two, but he, he I mean, he's just terrible now. Like, there's just no, yeah. Yeah. no debating that. But I think definitely trying to find a replacement for him. Yeah, well, they need a, a bullpen. I mean, they still need bullpen arms because yeah. they would keep Luis Sessa. He's been unbelievable. I mean, statistically, he's been their best bullpen arm mm-hmm. as of late. They, they're keeping him. But Michael Lorenzen and Michael Givens would be free agents. I think they need to definitely keep one of those. I mm-hmm. really like both of those players. I think Michael Givens has potential to be a really good closer. Um, so out of those two, Givens and Lorenzen, which one would you rather keep? Um, Probably Givens just because Lorenzen has been a bit, you know, yeah, he started off really well. I think he had like a zero ERA in like sixteen innings, maybe, and then yeah. he finally gave us some runs. And he's been kind of mediocre, a bit better than mediocre ever since. But Givens has just been lights out, except for that uh, Nationals game, which the Reds did end yeah. up winning. So mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't all bad. But yeah, I think definitely Givens. He's just yeah. I think I think more teams would be interested in Lorenzen. I've heard that Lorenzen still wants to be a starter, and he's probably not going to get that opportunity with the Reds since the Reds have a lot of starting pitchers. So I think he's likely to go, unfortunately. I mean, he's done a lot for the Reds, that home run and good pitching too. But I think they definitely should push to sign Givens for multiple years, and I think he could be their closer. You know, the Reds didn't really have a closer this year coming into the year. and I think Givens would be a great option. Yeah, uh, he's currently on a, a one-year contract, $4.5 million. That's not that much, uh, so definitely affordable. Yeah, I doubt he would be on the market for much teams, you know, like high on their, like, kind of players they want. Yeah, like, yeah he's, he's not, like, super highly rated. Mm-hmm. Our players, who should they get rid of? I think I already mentioned Brad Brock. Moustakis. Yeah. Moustakis um, yeah, yeah. is the big one. I mean, they yeah. cannot go anywhere in the offseason if they cannot trade Mike Moustakis. Uh, he would have to be traded. I think there would be a few teams maybe that would be interested. I don't know. It's not going to be easy. They're not going to get a whole lot back. He's yeah. past I- his prime. For sure. That's not something we need. If we're getting right, if any team wants to take Mike Musakis, I think no matter what we get in return, uh, it's gonna be better. Yeah, it's, for it's, us, worth, it's worth just getting rid of his contract. Yeah. So I mean, if they get nothing back, I think that would still be worth it. Yeah, we need we need to open up that cap space, and I think mm. he's definitely gonna play a big part in that. We'll see what happens this yep. off season. I think another mm-hmm. player is Cabrera. But I don't oh, think yeah. he's yeah. I mean, he's a free agent after this year, so he's he's not he doesn't have any future with the Reds, definitely. Yeah, I, I don't think they'll pick him back up. I mean what does he have? Two hits for the Reds and like 
20 at bats or something like that. Like, that's ridiculous. Uh, what about Amir Garrett? He has a team option, so the team can choose if they want to pay for him or not. Do you think he should stay? I think that's definitely a controversial topic because I feel like he has been really good, but like uh, uh, recently he's been, mm. he definitely has a good slider, but I don't know. He's he just been bad overall this year mm. and kind of notorious for being bad. Yeah, I mean, it's just he has so much potential, such nasty yeah. pitches, but he just hasn't been able to control it. I think he's yeah. likely to go to a different team, see if he finds success there, um, and the Reds can use that to maybe get a, a different bullpen. Yeah, on. I mean, I think that's pretty much how the only way the Reds can improve. I don't know what else they could do other than yeah, you know, just getting rid of those guys and. I mean, this is going to be a really good team in the upcoming years for sure. I mean, I think yeah. they'll they'll make the playoffs next year, and and they have the potential to go yeah. far. I mean, you think of Castellanos, Winker, two of the best outfielders in the game, and then Naquin's been good. Hopefully, they can get a center fielder. Yeah. Um, and then Vado, one of the best first basemen. India, rookie of the year. Uh, Suarez, you know, a bit of an iffy one, but if he's on, he can be one of the best yeah. power hitters in the league. Uh, and then obviously Stevenson, amazing. And then shortstop, Cal Farmer would be a, a good starting shortstop on yeah. any team. Gold uh, glove worthy, in my opinion, but he doesn't yeah. seem to get any much uh, discussion around uh, gold glove and mm. all that. But I don't think there has been much discussion at all. Yeah, I, he 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 could win it. I mean, he's been he's been good. Yeah. All right. So some interesting uh, Bengals and Red stats uh, that happened kind of this week it was first off, Logan Wilson leads the league in interceptions. We did mention this, and he also is six in tackles with thirty and three interceptions. So been really a huge part of this uh, Bengals defense that have been uh, really played really well. Um, these past three weeks, you know, held Dalvin Cook to um, uh, a limited amount of uh, rushing yards, and that's definitely huge when you're playing. Uh, I think they did allow a lot of rushing yards last season. That was a big problem. The defensive mm-hmm. line just not bringing out pressure to QB, and like I just yeah. said, you know, the rushing yards. But they've done all of that uh, this uh, the first three weeks, so that's definitely. Really cool. And then Joy Votto hits uh, the Reds' longest home run of 2021, 466 feet. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely destroyed. Left the stadium, so that's... Yeah, I I mean, just crushed. Really good sign. He's definitely not aging. Yeah, he was just coming back from a slight injury. He was out for a couple of days. Uh, I think just some soreness... In his knee, I believe, after a play in extra innings against the Nationals when he, like, raced to the bag. Um, he was out for a couple of days because of that. But good to see him back continuing mm. to bang. Yeah. <laughs> he definitely still bangs. Yes. And then uh, Joe Mixon, second in NFL rushing yards. I think he got player of the week, week one. So that's... Mm-hmm. Um, good to see him back after the injury last season. And he's only second behind Derrick Henry. He, Derrick Henry just on another level in terms of um, running backs and rushing yards. 
Mm-hmm. And then the Reds rank second in NL batting average, hits third in strikeouts, third and quality starts, and then fourth in home runs. And considering those, I mean, they're top five in, you know, batting average, hits, strikeouts, quality starts, and home runs. I mean, this really doesn't make any sense why they would, uh, why they why they lost all those games. Yeah, I... They did against those bad teams. Yeah, and like we said, even with all those losses to the bad teams, it's more of the Cardinals playing good than the Reds yeah. playing bad as to why they're out of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But I think the Reds could have... Definitely stayed in it to where they were not five games back uh, now. They could have been maybe three or four, maybe even yeah. two if they would have, you know. Yeah, if they beat the Marlins and the Cubs, I think they would they would probably be like two or three out. Yeah, for sure. Even with the Cardinals winning. And they also rank as a team third in the NL and um, on base plus slugging, 789. Fifth in uh, run scored. And then, uh, you know, 114 the month of September. So that's that's definitely a good sign. Uh, they have been doing really good this September. I think a, a big yep. part of that is uh, Suarez. He's really been, mm-hmm. you know, the yeah, hole in the red Yeah, he's been their best hitter. Yeah. But, yeah, now he's starting to improve. And hopefully he can carry that into 2022. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, that's it for today's episode. Have a good morning, afternoon, or night, and I'll see you guys next episode. See you.